Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. Tom. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We're here for what was meant to be a minor buy round in NRL Supercoach Round 14, but... Arguably, a lot harder than last week. Absolute carnage again this week will be at least when Origin teams, we find out who backs up and who doesn't. Here with us to talk through NRL Supercoach Round 14, as always, is Quantum CEO, Bulldogs board member, Supercoach Gun, in previous years, Mr Adam DeRussi. Ads, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, Tim. I've had a rise up the rankings. I've gone from 30,000th to 20,000th, so uh, two more weeks and I'll be up there. Fair charge, to be fair. Like Even if it was planning for a buy, that's a huge jump. Yeah, I think when you get down to 30,000, there's enough teams that aren't planning for it, so you look like a hero. So you scored 500 this week? <laughs> well, no, I think I outscored you slightly, didn't I? Slightly. What'd you get? 958. Yeah, you did. Yeah, just. That was 953. Yeah. Also, we a special guest this week, Ryan Selvage. You might know him a little bit more from Supercoach365, obviously Rugby League NRL Supercoach podcast. He's a friend of Matty the Waterboy. He used to work at New South Wales Rugby League with Matty the Waterboy. Ryan, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks, Timmy. Great to be here. Uh, Origin time, always good to reunite those Blues connections. And geez, we made some stories over the years and maybe we'll get to tell a couple uh, later on. He's a grub on the beers, isn't he? <laughs> Filthy. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard of his Perth story. It's an absolute oh. classic. Um, again, probably don't have time to go through that tonight. <laughs> we if might you, do. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to, but how long does the Perth story go for? Uh, we can shorten it into about two minutes, but just maybe get the important stuff out of the Let's way first. <laughs> hey, we'll start with the Perth story. <laughs> Ryan, hit us with the Perth story. What's the, what's well, the water boy done? Uh, let's see, is Denon watching this tonight? I don't know. Denon uh, knows about it. It's all good. Okay, well, beautiful. I'll play on. Uh, so it's uh, the day after the famous Perth win, uh, 29 in origin, um, Tommy Turbo, Hattrick, moods are high. Um, no mood higher than one Matty the Waterboy, I'll tell you that. Um, plenty of post-game beers. Um, one thing led to another and, yeah, sure enough, ended up in uh, the room of one Brad Fittler. Um, oh, things led to, Matty's to wing another. Matty's Yeah, best friends. Um, one thing led to another. The next day, um, as it would be, we thought we were going to make our plane on time. As the story would have it, we didn't. And uh, what should have been... 
what about a four or five hour flight home turned into about a 12 to 13 hour trip via <gasps> Melbourne. So uh, origin time always brings out the best memories and some of the worst ones as well. Matty, did Freddie make the flight? Freddie made the flight. Freddie was all good. He, uh, Rise actually left out a, a very vital part of the story. I actually threw up in Freddie's room. <laughs> at about, I didn't at want to get him in too much <laughs> at about At about midnight and... The other thing about the missed flight was the flight was actually at three PM. Yeah, so it was a very hard. <laughs> oh, no. It was a very hard flight to miss. But um, yeah, unfortunately, myself, Riser, and a couple others missed the flight. So we had to. I think we waited in the Perth airport for nine hours, then got the red eye at midnight to Melbourne, and then eventually got back into Sydney about seven AM. It was absolute torture. Could have been longer than thirteen hours. Yeah, going I think, off yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're throwing a red eye in there, we're we going late. Yeah, it was um. In hindsight, plenty of fun, but not too many laughs at the time. But uh, we can laugh about it now. That's all that matters. That's terrific, mate. Ryan, Supercoach side, doing yes. well. Doing well. Um, and I guess it comes back to the old adage of trust your gut and, and mm. back to your first instinct. That's something that I sort of wanted to do more so this year. I think last year I was a little bit more uh, conservative, played towards the pack, and it didn't do me any favours. Mm. So doing well so far, uh, sitting inside that uh, top 1,000 at the moment. So 940. Six as it is uh, heading into round 14, but like you said, it's going to be pretty tricky this week to, to back up what uh, was a big week last week with round 13 and the buy planning and think uh, round 14 is going to be just as tricky to navigate. Yeah, mate, you're, you're a fantastic re- replacement. I couldn't get the spy on this week because he went huge. I was like, I'm not dealing with that smug little prick this week. So, <laughs> mate, the Kuma Stallions, 953 points, moved up into 2630th overall. So getting there on the move. Crazy week. So, I was had 13 players, avoided any of the carnage. I, my last scoring player was Finu with 49, Beautiful. had a really healthy score. And originally, when Supercoach unlocked Monday morning, I went up like 90 positions. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I looked at some of the scores across the board and there were some thousand plus. I'm like, all right, still expected, you know, the buy plan to be higher than that. Anyway, the, uh, those over at Supercoach HQ, bless their cotton socks, screwed up and added like the 14th, 15th, anyone who had additional players to their overall scores. Yeah. So about an hour later, they fixed it up and I ended up going up about 400 spots. So You sort of knew that was going to happen though. You knew you? something. I mean, nothing had gone wrong until that point And then you're yeah. like, and I'm not like, hmm, they've actually got this spot on. Yeah. I was actually surprised how quickly they turned it around. Yeah. So, so credit to them. Um, we didn't have to wait too much longer to get those final results. So yeah. all's, all, all's well that ends well, I guess. All is well. So the Stales are on the charge. The SC Playbook Unlimited group. Tyson, coach of Shaton, is leading the way in third. Sympathy for Gilly. He's been killing it all season. Jaden, he's six. 33 members in the top 100 ranked overall. Good numbers, that. Gun awesome. even. Today's show, guys. Key takes from Teamless Tuesday. Topic will be, it's all about round 14, isn't it? How many numbers do teams have? Who's short? Who's not? Do we have 17? Uh, in particular, we're going to look at the players from the Manly Seagulls, the Paramount Eels, the Newcastle Knights, who are on the buy, who we would be selling and who we would be holding. Hot topics, looking at things like Dream Buller, whether or not he's still a buy for the Tigers. Paddy and George from Morgan's Choice SCW stop in for a yarn. Uh, Paddy continues his dribble about Jake Trebojevic being better than Tom Trebojevic. We'll get to that later. Uh, really good to have a chat to the boys, though. We're dropping a pod play for round 14. Get to our trade and skipper plans and then our listener questions to wrap things up. Boys, let's start with Team List Tuesday. 
not a lot of information in it. Uh, the good news is that, I'll start with you, Ads, all Origin players have been named to back up for now outside of Hamiso Tabuifido and Tommy Gilbert for the Dolphins. Obviously, they've drawn the short straw being the, the two-day turnaround from Origin and flying over to New Zealand. So them two out. But aside from that, mate, we will be reassessing the damage after tomorrow night, won't we? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, so far, so good. But we know every year that several players mm. won't be able to back up. So it's just a case of hoping that <coughs> it's players that uh, you don't have and someone else does. Oh. Because I think if someone like Nathan Cleary gets rested, then we're probably all screwed because a lot of us sold high. And so uh, we'll have to wait and see on... Yeah, Friday. Yeah, big watch. So obviously with Origin to come tomorrow night, I'll be doing the, the listener Q&A podcast Thursday afternoon. Uh, a few other things we put out there. So we'll be able to update things with more information throughout the week, but we'll go with what we've got now. Ryan, Jared Croker, rested yeah. from the Raiders, which on any given week, you're like, that's fine. He's, he's come in and done an outstanding job for those who purchased 65-odd on the weekend in the week that we needed him to score for us. Yeah. Rested, uh, obviously playing his 300. They're going to save that for Canberra the week later. Cannot wait for that one. It's big this week because as people scrap for 17, he's a, he's a key out. Yeah, so I'm lucky enough to avoid that. I, I didn't go down the, the croaker path. I wish I did. He's made plenty of money to this mm. point. I think, you know, we've heard conflicting opinions about whether it's a the right decision or a good decision. And Obviously, you know, you've seen it probably firsthand of his impact and his influence oh. since coming back into the team. I'm going to flip this back on you as a Raiders fan because, <laughs> you know, no good me answering Who's hosting this. this show, mate? No, no. but <laughs> as you, like, you're no one better here than, than, to, than to talk to this point. The impact he's had in these five or six weeks has been immeasurable. Mm. Is it the right call, do you think? Yeah, I do think so. I, I think in the sense that, look, the three, obviously the Raiders playing the Tigers this week would have been the 300s and that's fine. The way I look at it is he's been, had such, I think he's something like since being recorded the team, he's won five of six, yeah. five, six, six of seven, something like that. But you bring in someone like Nick Kotrick into the starting team who's, you know, a former Origin rep, still a great footballer. You're not losing that much. So, yeah. look, if it was, let's say it was Nathan Cleary playing his 300, then he was still a wily old fox at, age 34 or something and it was going to have a, an enormous impact on your team you probably play it but mm -hmm. I love Jared Croker more than just about everyone out there but is him being rested and Nick Kotrick come in going to have a significant impact to us this week Ads? No I don't think so I think uh, I, I understand it I, I think it was Hasamil Masri's 300th mm. I remember uh, at uh, out at Homebush and it was an amazing amazing day like I think it was about 40,000 Bulldog supporters there. I'm pretty sure it was his 300th as opposed to when he broke another record. Yep. But it was just such an awesome day to be at. I don't even remember who won, but I remember yep. being there. And I reckon Croker, I can, I can understand why Ricky's doing it. I, I don't think it makes a big difference to the side. but It'll um, make a difference to super coaches this week. <laughs> Huge difference yeah, but, to super coaches. But if you've got Croker, then he's an easy trade to Karaz. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. perfect. Like, I yeah. wish I had him so yeah. I could bring in Karaz easily. But yeah. So it's not, not a disaster, I don't think, if you've nah, got a super coach. And the way I see it, look, Croak, he's had a stack of injuries the last couple of years. So give the bloke a rest for one week. Get that homecoming in Canberra. I'll be down at it. I cannot wait for it. And it's just it's going to be such a special night or afternoon, whatever it is there. might be the afternoon game. Uh, so, yeah, I'm okay with it. Super coach side, killer. But, yeah. mate, Corey Horsburgh named on the edge again. The chat of when, you know, the big fellas go from middle to an edge is always, all right, the, the base stats will normally drop, but the attacking upside goes up. Generally don't love it, especially when they're already big-minute players. Went to the edge, played the full 80, 
still based 52, which was more than his season average. Endad's try, couple of line breaks, nearly had a try assist for Joe Tarpanay. On the edge, it didn't change much. Mate, he looked unreal. I was so happy to have him. Mm. He, uh, yeah, it's funny how dynamic he looked on the, the edge. Like when he went that line break, it was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, very happy to have him. And I was happy to see him picked on the edge this week, yeah. The fleet-footed red dog. And yeah. so, yeah, the, the attacking upside you, you saw there and it did come through. Uh, so, tremendous again. Valence Tafade. Ryan, holy moly. Like, I, I was a non-owner and he was the big wild card going into this week. Scored 90-odd mm. in his first game of the year. People still brought him in last week despite being named on the bench and it was just worst scenario possible. Comes on for the last four minutes for about four points. I was in the camp who went an extra week early. So to make it another move work, which is again turned out to be a bit of a horror mm. show, I went Valance the week after yep. he played the Sharks. Um, look, he comes on and scores four. Not the best result, obviously, for obvious reasons. Stunts the cash growth in weeks to come. But he is one game closer to getting at least one big hit of cash. Uh, maybe that's, you know, looking glass half full at it all, but again, named on the bench this week. So if he comes out and scores another four, that first hit of cash may not be so Gone. big. It yeah. just stuffs <laughs> that cash. Go. So I, as a non-owner, I'm like, I'm happy to see him named on the bench. Yeah. I'll tell you the other thing he does. We'll tie another one into this. It's no Franklin Pelé for the dogs, which, you know, you would, would seem pretty irrelevant. And on a week where we're struggling for numbers, you know, probably, we might end up wanting to take mm. Franklin's seven points if, <laughs> if all these origin players are rested. But... It's a week where I can't see teams having many more than 17 players. If there is one or two key resting from origin, teams might have 18, 19 uh, at a pinch. But yeah. for looping purposes, no Pele is great. But on the flip side, people with, you know, 18, 19, your free crack at the VC loop becomes a bit worrisome. It's going to be hard as well, talking of the VC loop, captain's loop. I know we'll talk captains later, but... The ordering of the games this week, I think, is very mm. crucial. And obviously, we get to see if Nico backs up before Cleary, which I think will be all important. But, yeah, when you've got that four or ten or whatever it may be in uh, Valence Stefade's case hanging around, you know, it's probably unlikely you're going to pull the trigger on the loop anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. So being at the first game of the round, you will know that. Khan uh, Pereira named back, recording to the side on the wing for the Titans, Kieran four and out. Nothing major there. I just wanted to shout out Maxi Bryden, who did a tremendous job on the podcast as a head-to-head specialist last week, who brought Brian Kelly in as this pod play. You go through Kelly's numbers. His base this year had been awesome. He's scoring well. It looked a great play. Uh, he's been dropped, so bad luck, Maxi, on that one. No Latrell Mitchell, obviously, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Comes as no surprise following the calf injury that ruled him out of Origin 1. Campbell Graham has been named at centre for anyone still owning him. Tane Milne dropped which i thought was very hard had a stinker against the raiders but he also had jed cut right in there who's a back rower he was just like milne had been good up to this point so a bit harsh anyway i suppose the question here boys ads i'll start with you latrell mitchell two dream matchups coming up it's the titans and the dragons it might be but the calf injury we spoke off air we're very relieved as non-owners but you've got to sell him i think don't you i think so yeah i mean it's been a killer not having him. He's killed my mm. side this year. So to finally have something go away with Luttrell, well, well it hasn't really because there's New South Wales supporters we wanted him to play. But, oh. yeah, at least there is a silver lining from a super coach point of view. I think you have to because, yeah, calf injuries, is it a week? Is it two weeks? It could easily turn into two or three weeks. Like calf injuries yeah. are funny injuries. So And between that and then he's coming back to play two origin games if he's fit, I, I don't see how you can have that much money 
sitting on your bench in the in the next three or four weeks, which are going to be so important. So I think he's a sell. Yeah, Ryan, can you make a case to hold him at all, or is it just flip? It looks tough, doesn't it? Titans away, which I know is a, a day game on the a Gold Coast, which would have been a good fixture for him. Oh, uh, tough watch for non-owners. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm I'm selfishly glad looking ahead to round 14, but as a you know proud blue, it, it definitely hurts. Round 15, Dragons, and then into a bye on that all-important round 16, which we think he's going to play Origin anyways. So yeah, yeah it looks an easy sell. They also have the bye around 20, the bunny, so he then missed 19 and 20. Uh, I When I get any sort of NRL information – my mind within 0.1 of a second goes to how does this, is this impact Supercoach? Yeah. With this news, because of the Blues, I was just gutted for five, ten seconds. And then there was the silver lining of, oh, it's good for Supercoach, though. <laughs> Don't it, was get- not, it was not five, ten seconds. Timmy was sitting there yeah, sulking right. for about half an hour. We had to, we had to start the show a bit late. <laughs> we're, all doing our, we're doing our team of the week, and then Denham was asking Timmy like for his opinions, and Timmy just wouldn't reply, like, are you uh, sweet? Yeah. <laughs> I was gutted. I still am. I did also hours of like origin preview planning and nearly the whole thing was just based around trail and edges and all that. And trail out, just, I'm just like, well, there goes all my planning. So it's, stuff it. It's incredible as well because you think for a centre, it really shouldn't have that much impact on a team, mm. like in an origin sense. But again, if it, if it comes down to New South Wales need a 40-metre field goal, they're going to throw it to the trail, yeah. you know? So... Yeah, massive impacts this week and, and obviously the next couple of weeks as well. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed he's fit for yeah. game two. And to the point that, like, Queensland could could be changing their defensive centre, like their centres from side to side because of trail yeah. all sorts of things. So, uh, moving on to Seaford Talakai, back for the Sharkies. Anyone who held on to him, uh, good news. And obviously a pod to eye off with the Sharkies having a really good schedule from now on, playing sixteen and round 16 and round 19. Joey Manu back at 5'8 for the Roosters. Great news in a week where those have held with Joey Manu need him as a number. Great news at 5'8". Uh, Sammy Walker's out for a few more weeks. Might not have been picked there anyway, but great news for Joey Manu. Not ideal for James Tedesco, who obviously I've spoken about at depth about Joey Manu stunting him a bit, but this week just want numbers, so happy days. Boys, questions galore around Eliezer Katara and people asking me if I've got information on his injury. I'm like, no, I know nothing. Uh, named ads for the Storm this week, so happy dash for people needing him as a number. Yeah, I guess so. I haven't uh, paid much attention to him since he left my side, so I'm a bit the same mm. as you. But I guess, to be honest, any number this week's a good <laughs> number if uh, if you're scrambling. So yeah. yeah I happy. think there'll be a lot scrambling. Uh, and the lucky last one to touch on Isaac Tungo, named on the extended bench for the Panthers. This adds may impact Tyrone Peachy, obviously, who Tyrone's keeping that left centre spot warm for Tungo. Obviously, Peachy's extremely versatile, but if Tungo comes into the team, he could be a straight swap for Peachy. I suppose the fact that Penrith have Brian Toto backing up, Stephen Crichton, Nathan Cleary, if one or any of these blokes go down, Isaiah Yo included, Liam Martin, you'd think there'd be a spot for Peachy there somewhere, but it's not ideal. Do, like, you, st- do you still own the Peach? I absolutely own the Peach. Okay. I, I can see him playing... Uh, Five-minute roll off the bench at the end of the game, maybe is back up for one of those guys. I might need those. Stuffing thir- up I might need the thirty-six points he gets in those five minutes. Balance to Peachy off the bench, perhaps. Imagine. I'm only saying that because I completely forgot about looping, and I've got Tafari. So yeah. As <laughs> you said that, I was like, yeah. oh fuck, I'm screwed there. But um, now I think, yeah, he, he's in the side uh, currently in the sides. So you got to think at the moment he'll play. Mm. And between all those guys, you know, generally someone doesn't back up. S- one person doesn't back up, he probably plays. And like, even even they'll, they'll probably try and manage I, their origin period. Yeah. Like they probably can't have every 
play it back up? Is this a game they really like? It's a softer game. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you have them all back up this week? But for yeah, sure. So I, I think someone. he's pretty safe this week. But Ryan, it is one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think the the Panthers and and Peachy in particular, a team and players that you're going to want to be looking at this week and in the next certainly four or five weeks. Mm. I think. Um, don't think they have a buy until later uh, in that period, if if not at all. I think they definitely play 16. So that unbroken run of games is going to be crucial, uh, particularly for Peachy and those other... Taruva even, I think could, a lot of people have sold him. I think he's almost coming back into consideration and just over the next Fair, month. because he's had a couple of good scores behind him, low break yeah. even, so he could be, yeah, be a buyout from once again. Yeah. Boys, topic for the podcast this week. It's all around round 14, and I want to talk about the numbers that we have. I've got a few questions for you both. Uh, and then we will get stuck into those three sides on the buy. And I just want to chat about a few key players. Will we be holding or selling them? Uh, obviously, the more contentious ones. Ryan, I'll start with you, mate. How many numbers do you currently have for round 14? Yeah, so just looking here, I've got 13 green lights, a um, couple of orange lights there as well. So, But looking at that a little bit deeper, you know, there's players like Nico Hines, Nathan Cleary, um, who I guess we have to put a little bit of an asterisk over those guys. So... Uh, look, not ideal. Obviously, want to be closer to 16, 17 this week before making trades, that is. So I haven't touched this yet, um, so I can get those numbers up. Um, but in saying that, like, I can't help but be happy. I didn't overcommit on likes of Para and Newcastle Manly. Um, obviously, I do have a lot of those players there, but not too many to the point where it's going to break me this week entirely. Yeah. De- I said decent enough numbers because I know there's people out there in all sorts, let's call them uh, rugby league guru. Uh, Ads, how many numbers do you have at the moment, mate? I've got 20, which wow. includes... Oh. Uh, yeah, but that includes Tafari, so I wish I had yeah. 19. So I've got 20. But I, I want to bring Karaz in. So, it, yeah, I'm in a bit of a funny one where uh, I might not make any trades this week. Mm. Lucky, <laughs> lucky you, geez. That mm. could be... Like saving Making tra- my move, I told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Making move by not trading. Yeah. Having 17 this... Yeah, a decent 17 this week without potentially trading. That'd be massive. Yeah. One of the reasons I got 20 is because I don't have Greg Marsu, so <laughs> I missed out on his 138 last week. Right. But this week, that's a good thing. So it's one, it's one of those ones where a lot of the teams that did well last <laughs> week will own players that are now gone this week. So I, I reckon it's just this next five or six weeks, is gonna, there'll be weeks <coughs> where you go up and down depending on yep. some of those players because you can't, you can't have Marsu last week and have you know, Manu this week or whatever it might yep. be. Full strength. So anyway, I've got, I've got 20 at the moment. Big time. And that's what I was going to touch on earlier around my score. And I was like, so with my score, everyone in my side was rock solid, but mm. I missed the few that just went a bit bigger. Greg Marju being the big one. Um, Corey Horsburgh was pretty well bang on a ton. Asako bang on a ton. So lots of solid scores, but just missed out on the big, big one this week. But you haven't mentioned uh, Phoenix Cross on the I was <laughs> I was spewing when he scored that try because then you caught up with me more. But uh, I, I was waiting for you to... Open well, with Phoenix Crossland. You've been talking about him a long time. Yeah, it's, it had been a, a very busy sort of Sunday night into Monday, Tuesday. Bloke podcast yesterday. Did an origin preview earlier today. And I actually went into one of the WhatsApp threads in the SC Playbook group today. And I'd been tagged in a bunch of things. And I went back to it. And it was all when Phoenix Crossland scored his trial. Like Timmy just gifted himself a bunch of super coach points. Um, but let's give the bloke recognition. Being on the buy this week and well earned. I... Uh, 77 on the bye week. Try, try assist, line assist. It was about 47 in base. Ryan, you yeah. and I, and I hope you jumped I am. on. I am. I got on a few weeks ago, and it was between Crossland or Cody Nicarima at the time. So it was a bit of a coin flip. Um, 
you know, there's been weeks where I wish I went to Cody, but then, yeah, last week, certainly happy that I had Crossland in the team. Just on the fact that he scored a try on last week. Like, yeah. there was a couple of these players specifically brought in for round 13 that did score a try. Like, Damian Cook scored mm. in an unfashionable way that he wouldn't usually. Like, yeah. it was just meant to be. Crossland, I was like, I was sitting there fuming when Caelan Pong got his try assist. The one where he juggled it everywhere and it somehow defied physics to not touch Jason Saab. I was like, shit, try assist. Anyway, and then Pong got the try assist for Marju's third try down that edge. And then when updates came in, Pong went back to like 77 yeah. or something. Crossland went up to 77. I was like, what's happened here? And Crossland got the try assist. He went about 25 or something. Yeah, so yeah. like to be fair, it was, it was a... It was a little bit obviously contentious, but it could have gone to any of the three players, him, Pong, or all best. But Crossland did sort of shape right a little bit. He darted left, held up the markers to create the three on two. So try assist, and there's a question on them later, but essentially all of them ones, it'll go to a sweeper if there's a sweeper in the play, nine times out of ten, but yeah. it's whoever creates the overlap. And in that instance, you know, could have gone to any of them, but hard to argue that it wasn't Crossland. So shout out Phoenix Crossland. He's been awesome, <clears> like just taking Supercoach aside for mm. one moment. He's just so tough. Like, I don't think we saw that side of his game when he was playing 20, 30 yeah. minutes. He's come in and he's been awesome. He's been fantastic. So, And then with his low break, Evan now playing 16, all of a sudden it's like dual position. Mm. Maybe we hold the, the Crossland. Boys, let's say there are a few restings from Origin. Seems inevitable. Could be a David Fafida, Nathan Cleary, Val Holmes, any number of highly owned Supercoach players this week. And people get down to we'll put it, put this in to sort of context. Let's say you end up on sixteen players. I suppose my first question is: Would you use a boost to get to seventeen? And the second way of framing it is that a lot of people will be running, say, Turbo and Gutho at fullback, so they don't have a fullback, or they'll be running Brown, Crossland, KP at five eight, where they don't have a five eight this week. I suppose the main question I'll start with you adds: Would you use a boost to get seventeen this week? Keeping in mind that if it does get to the point where people don't have seventeen, we're all probably in a pretty similar boat where we're a bit light on for numbers. Oh, it's a tough question, isn't it? Because I mean, obviously, going to depend on who it is that's out in your team and what they're yeah. doing in the next few weeks and where you position and everything. How many boosts you got left? Let's oh. say you've got one boost left, and you're pretty well positioned for the other buy rounds already. Because it yep. could be. Like yep. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon 16 and 19 look right. Yeah. Well, only if you're boosting out a guy that's not going to be playing in 16 and 19. Mm. Because otherwise, you're boosting now, but then you're causing yourself a problem in three weeks' time. So I would probably caution against it if you're just going to cause yourself more problems in 16 and 19. It's very hard to negotiate every one of those weeks. For the sake of 50 or 60 points. Well, I mean, yeah. we often refer to a trade as very ballpark of worth about 100 grand. You know, if it's for a player that's bringing you 60 points, it's probably not worth your 100 grand. Ryan, how do you see it? Would you boost for 17 if you found yourself with 16 players? I wouldn't. Not this week. I think I, I'm speaking for myself. I've only got one left, so it's, it's hard to justify it this far out. Mm. I think I'm going to want it probably back end of origin, rounds 19 or 20. Uh, I'll come back to something I said last week. <clears> it's probably for me more about the quality of those 16 players, even if you are one short, rather than just throwing in an extra number. Yep. So. Mm. To answer that, no, I probably wouldn't boost yeah. this week. Yeah, if you're carrying, you know, a couple of spuds in your 17 and you still don't have 17, maybe oh, this side needs to get stronger. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm similar to you, mate. I've got one boost left, and I'm pretty keen to ho <coughs> hold it until 
probably for round 20 or 21, yep. post-Origin, we're getting our teams to full strength for their own home. So, yeah, I, I know I'm a bit the same. I, I think I'd probably be pretty reluctant to boost for that 17, especially with, I think, the 17. I do have 17 players at the moment, but it's a strong 17 with no duds in there. So with two trades, that would give me 19 guns available. Yep. So I can cop two of those origin. I think I've got five origin players. Two that could get rested. So a few nerves around Nathan Cleary, James Tedesco, a couple others. But yeah. as we said, if players are rested, we're all going to be in a pretty similar boat. And around those positions of particularly fullback, 5'8", mm. the, the dual positions, I think, certainly help this year. Um, players like Asako that can come back to fullback if need be or Manu up to 5'8". I think there's going to be ways around filling each spot on the field without needing to boost this week. Yep. Boys, let's go through a few of the, the more prominent sells from the those three sides that I mentioned on the bye this week. Manly, Parramatta, Newcastle. Lockie Miller, I don't think you probably need to touch on him too much. Didn't get on the field last week. High break even, bye this week. I think he's got to go. Clint Gutherson is one of the most sold players this week. Scored 81 last round. Plays around 16 and 19, 650k. Adds people flocking to sell him, but I don't think I agree. Yeah, I don't understand. I think if you if you've got Gutho on your side, you brought him in to play the three buy rounds. Mm. I'm assuming. So why you would sell him after the first buy round? Like we've always known there was a buy this week. I would have thought he's he's gold in round 16 and 19. So you just hold. Yeah, I think as well. Obviously, they have the buy in 18, but that's the last of the buys for Parramatta that's going to be impacted by Supercoach. I think the most competitions will wrap up in round 26 and the Eels with their buy in 27. Mm. So you're essentially getting another game out of Gutho than you would any other fullback still with two or three buys in their schedule. Yeah. So you're in camp hold? Yeah, I don't own him, but if I did, I'd probably be holding. Yeah, he's the fifth most traded out player this week, which surprised me. Ruben Garrick is the eighth most traded out player. At 700k, scored 50-odd on the weekend. A few things around Rubes. Firstly, Manly would have played on the weekend. We know that when he's on the wing, if Tommy Turbo's not there, it is going to impact him a lot. Thirdly, I think the KO Weeks fullback experiment is over for the time being. Not saying Weeks can't be a fullback in the future, but when Tommy misses future games, they've given Weeks a couple of cracks there and they've struggled, he's struggled. I think Garrick goes back to fullback in future ads. So I, like, I don't even think about trading Garrick. Yeah, I mean, again, he plays round 16, doesn't he? I think he yeah. 16, yeah. I mean, in round 16, he's going to be one of the key guys to own. So if you're trading him out, are you trading him back in for 16? I, yeah, I, plays I 16, misses 19. Yeah, I, I would think he's a hold. I think we know when he is at fullback as well, even when Tom, well, particularly because Tom's not there, but mm. he still averages around that 70-point mark, which is going to be awesome on those buy-affected weeks. Um, yeah, so if he's there 16, which he is major bye week I'd be certainly holding yeah and we know he can go big as well so not a chance I'd be uh, selling him this week Uh, moving on to the next on the list and we there's that man Tom Trebojevic at 667k boys he had that massive turn against the poor old Raiders a couple of weeks ago adds I mean we touched on him a bit last week so we probably had our say Ryan I'll throw to you mate if you were still holding on to Tommy Turbo who's the ninth most traded this week Obviously, Manly on the buy will be available next week. Would you hold for his game next week or would you be flipping? I'd probably be holding just because I think last week was the first time 
that we've seen the flashback of just mm. what Tommy Turbo is in, in Supercoach sense. Um, the confidence, the strength in his running, it was what we bought him for at the start of the year, right? And, you know, if he's showing that now, he gets to Rogan unscathed, <coughs> I'd, I'd be holding because that, what did he score, 160-odd, I think it was, yep. or, or close enough to it yep. against the Raiders, like... And that's he could the, put a couple of them together. He's yeah. suddenly out of reach. And that's it. I think last week he was definitely a sell with two misses coming up. But if you held through last weekend, it's the Dolphins next week at Brookvale Oval. So you probably hold for that game. And then, you know, we can certainly reassess how he gets through Origin. But maybe he's a sell after the Dolphins game. But yeah, I think if you held through there, um, hold strong. Uh, Hamole Olakawatu is right up there. Mitchell Moses is one of the more so- prominent sells this week. Delivered 95 points last week. As you said, by this week, but plays around 16 and 19 ads. Outside of that one terrible week against the Titans of all teams, defensively speaking. So his last four games, 95 on the weekend, 130 against the Bunnies week before, didn't play against Canberra, 17 against the Titans, 147 against the Knights. By this week, plays 16 19. Surely he's a hold. Oh, I just can't understand it. I mean... He- Again, he's the same as Gutho. You've brought him in to play those three weeks yeah. and he's scoring well. He's got a good draw. I think you'd be insane to sell him. I just don't. Crazy. Who are they selling him to? Because I think that's just as important. Because if you're going to, you'd think it has to be Nico or Cleary and they're if not certain he's to back up this Yeah. Week. So it's, it's, it's an odd Unless one. Unless they're probably, they might be selling him, flipping someone like Crossland up yeah. to halfback and getting, say, Cody, Cody Walker, yeah. which... Still, it's like, Mo, look at three of those scores. Maybe they're not head-to-head players. But, I mean, we're talking head-to-head. True, so true, if you're yeah, not yeah. Playing, sorry, we're talking overall. If, you, if you're head-to-head player and you don't play those buy rounds, then maybe that's why they're – I don't know. But Yeah, you're spot on, but in which case you would have thought you would have sold last week. Yeah, like I, you know, I just don't All the week before, yeah. before, yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. playing overall, don't yeah. sell. Yeah. Ponga, boys, also relatively prominent in the cells. 579K. 77 points on the weekend. By this week, plays round 15. If he's not picked for the Maroons in game two, he'll be a number in round 16. Again, I don't really see why he'd sell this week. I mean, if you bought him last week like lots of people did, you knew he was getting the buy this week. Surely it wasn't a one-week play if I'll buy him for one game and then sell him. Yeah, right. Just looking at... Um the fixtures there, maybe that's why. I think on paper yeah. they're pretty daunting. Broncos at Suncorp. Uh, I think it looks like the Roosters there into Penrith round 17. So, and like the Bulldogs in 18. Sorry, stopping, sorry. <laughs> stopping at 17. Stop there. It's a daunting, daunting. That, that's the only thing I can maybe make a case for. But again, like... You knew those, those fixtures yeah, you, were coming you saw that. You So this is what I'm thinking. Mm. People, when they're making their trades, they're, they're isolated on the, the next week. It's, yeah, it's, think ahead. Yeah. Uh, boys, that'll wrap it up for the main players there. Sells around those fellas. Guys, I sat down with Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. If you're a quick chat, sit through the Jake Trebojevich, greater than Tom Trebojevich dribble. A couple of minutes, good information. Very warm welcome back to the SC Playbook podcast. Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. Now, a little update. Last time we had the boys on, Paddy dribbled even to extent oh. of the crap that he normally goes on about around Gerbo, do Jake Trebojevic being more valuable to the Manly Warringah Seagulls than Tom Trebojevic. It's still one of the worst tucks I've ever heard, but <laughs> if I'm being honest, since you were last on, I've crunched the numbers and there's been updated numbers. 
Manly's last, I think it's seven games without Jake Chaboybich they've lost. Uh, and the few games he's missed in recent weeks, they've won either side of it. What can I say, mate? I'm a visionary. Uh, <laughs> I expected no less. I mean, they all thought everyone was crazy, but I've got it right. A very, very rare dub for you, Paddy. Mate, more importantly, far more importantly, George, I'll start with you, mate. Welcome back. And Thanks, how's your Supercoach side going? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, much better, mate. Or are you, are you also turned your attention to the head-to-head uh, side of the game? Mate, the weak gutted dogs. They've, uh, they've had, a, they've had a, a, a slow start, but we're coming back strong. I think we're in the top... 30,000, so, oh, yeah. you know, not too bad. That's definitely better generous. than George, but, uh, yeah, not Mate. turning to head-to-head yet. We've still got hope. No, I'm definitely <laughs> focusing on the head-to-head. But. Hey, boys, we, we do talk. I drop on the ad each and every week. It's been about Pat and George, mortgage choice, and very recently, it's all been about fixed-rate loans. They're about to expire. All this mumbo-jumbo that I hope I've got across to the SC Playbook listeners, uh, but you're the experts. Paddy, can you tell us more about that? Yes, mate, don't worry. We, uh, we were very scared that you'd stuff it up, but you've done a good job so far. <laughs> You're still here, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're still on board. We're contractually obligated to, uh, to stay with you for a year. But uh, no, you've done well. I mean, basically for anyone who doesn't have a loan or doesn't know what a fixed rate is, uh, it's basically you get used to a repayment for a certain amount of time on a low rate usually. When that expires, you automatically get put on to a higher rate. Now, I like to describe it as the super coach equivalent for forgetting it's a buy round. <laughs> so you, you jump on and go, oh, crap, I've scored, you know, 700 points and half my team didn't play. You know, that's the equivalent for when you jump on your internet banking, you go, oh, no, my repayments are now doubled. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's important to get ahead of it. And that's why people listen to your podcast. So, you know, they can prepare for things like the buy round. Come talk to us to be able to prepare for how to navigate through that fixed rate expiry mm. and save yourself some money. So, Super coaches who you know who are lucky enough to own houses and have fixed rate loans, they'll miss out on that because they're focusing focusing on their super coach teams. You got screwed over in the buy round last week because you were worrying about people's fixed rate loans. Mate, yeah, my whole attention <laughs> was on fixed rates and I didn't even remember to sub people out. That's I didn't why. even realise they had four <laughs> players playing for my side. That's the excuse I go with anyway. Hey, Georgie, mate, uh, an event coming up with uh, the sponsors of the Beers and Break Events podcast with the guru Blue Wealth Property uh, locally in Sydney. Can you tell us a bit about that? Definitely, mate. So lucky to have the great team at Blue Wealth um, hosting this event two Wednesdays time. Um, mate, have you 10. ever been in the same? I can force you say I haven't been in the same room as Tony from Blue Wealth and Paddy Johnson over here. Um, I can say I've been in the same room, whether or not I got a word in. Uh, <laughs> Experience it, from heaven, it, they describe it as. It's oh, a loud room. <laughs> not go that far, but yeah. Sorry, mate. Uh, where were we? Event. Um, yes, of course. Um, yes, so, mate, it's pretty much investment property seminar. Um, perfect for people wanting to get started in the property market, um, ideally through investment. Um, but, yeah, next to Wednesday's time, 14th of June, um, starts at 6.30. Um, yeah, for anyone wanting to get a bit more guidance on how to enter the market what time's that on mate 6 30 6 30 wednesday the 14th of june i'll be attending yeah. that i went to it last year it was so so informative i, I still don't have a property of my own so yeah. bump up your rates boys i think next year and i can actually go there and uh, be a bit more invested in it but no nah, I, I i learned so so much at that event and i'll be attending this year as well signing autographs too. so yeah signing autographs to <laughs> patty <laughs> we want people to actually come to this thing tim so <laughs> um to there will be 
a link to that in our YouTube description, which people yep. can click into to RSVP to the event. Uh, otherwise, they can hit you up on Instagram with direct message, Pat and George Mortgage Choice. Your emails, contact numbers, all that stuff is in all the play, yep. play SC Playbook articles on the website so they can jump onto there. I'll also throw it out across our socials at some point too. Uh, boys, thanks for coming, Patty. Cheers. Thanks, guys. And Georgie, thanks. thanks for coming back in. Thanks, Timmy. Appreciate it. Cheers to the boys for jumping in and onto the show this week. Boys, let's get stuck into our hot topics for the week. Number one, ads, I think I said about a month back that round 14, the most traded in player of the week is going to be your doggy, Jacob Kiraz, 486K, break even 52, number one most traded in, hard to argue. Yeah, you did predict it and it's spot on. I think, I mean, we were talking uh, before off air. Mm. I think the break even means he's not... Mandatory this week. Yep. But if you've got a croaker, <coughs> I, guys, I find this week challenging because I don't think there's that many obvious players to trade out. I mean, earlier we were talking about would you trade out this guy, this guy, this guy. All the ones near the top of the traded out, we, we kind of said don't trade them out. I'm struggling to find my second yeah. trade out. Whereas croaker, I think, is an obvious one to Kraz. I reckon Lockie Miller's an obvious one out. To you could Kraz. cut, yeah, like you could cut Phoenix Crossland. I might be holding, but like you could make an argument if you yeah. had something in mind. But I think if he, he's a, he's a, Great buy just because he's his draws uh, beautiful with that round sixteen and nineteen. Do you have he's any? Cheap. Do you have any concerns, Dad? That since he has come back, so he was obviously he went gangbusters early on in the season. His last four games, so he's gone 49, 53, 39, solid enough, but you know not great numbers. Obviously, the sixth the game before against Parramatta where he got injured, and fifty one before that. So there has been a month of scores that, that weren't the best there. He's based did drop outside of a 45 against the Warriors, which is immense. Do you put that down to anything, or is he just coming back from injury and getting that confidence again? Oh, I mean, I think looking at him, you can see he came back early. Like, he yeah. was carrying, carrying an injury still when he came back. So I reckon, considering he, he did that, I reckon the bye week would have done him the world of good. And I don't know this for a fact. I haven't spoken to him or, or the coaches about it or anything like that. But I, I would think the bye week will have helped a lot. You don't bring him in expecting 90 every week, but if, if the worst you're going to get is those 40s or 50s, or say 50, I reckon it's not bad. And then he's got attacking upside, he, he, and he's a great player. You're very, you're very coy when it comes to your doggies information, mate. I, I had a little inside word that you, you're on the massage bed with him this afternoon, just limbering up his calves and asking him how he's going, how many points he's in for this week, and just nothing. No, nothing, mate, no. <laughs> sounds fun, though. Yeah, it sounds like a great <laughs> job. I'd do that it. sort of thing. <clears throat> uh, Ryan, can you make any case not to buy uh, Jason yeah, Kiraz this week? I can. I, I can. Ooh. I'm almost happy to go around him. I've done it once this year, and I thought it was going to be the end of the world, like Sifatalakai areas of last year that, yep. that he would get unreachable. But you mentioned those last three scores there: 49, a 53, and a 39. Um, a six in injury impacted before that. Again, I just look ahead to the next three games: the Roosters. The Yields, then the Sharks. Like on paper, they're, they're all top six teams. Mm. So, Sharks only missing probably Nico around 16. So, yeah. near so, full strength. Look, yeah. I, I know people will be racing to buy him this week, and they, they obviously are, but I don't think it's panic stations if you, if you have other plans to go around him. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think he's a must. He, he's, I think the best thing is he's cheap, and I think you're getting, you're getting a player with upside potential if he's cheap. To your point, the next three weeks are tough. Tough the, game. the base so he's not is a, the allure, though. He's not. It? He's not a must, but yeah, he's got that base for that price. So he, I feel like you kind of the base and the draw. Yeah, yeah. The base in playing around 16, 19. So head to head players. Yeah. If you're having, like, 
I think he's a really good head-to-head buyer as well. Just because of that base, the Doggies have been so depleted this year with injuries and that they're getting gradually getting a few numbers back, so they, they're getting there. Head-to-head, though, because round 16 and 19 may not impact you as much, but, like, the way I see it, is it almost too obvious? This is a bloke who I think is a genuine super coach gun. $486,000. I fully appreciate the can wait a week argument, but, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I'm keen. It, like, he might not even necessarily... At the price, you don't even necessarily have to get him and play him in your CT dub every week. You can get mm. him there for buy coverage at his price, free up cash from another... Tra- I'm keen. Let's get him in. Boys, number two, Jareen Buller, uh, our lord and saviour. 452K. Supercoach saviour, of course. Break even. Neg 26. Uh, Tigers play round 16 and round 19. Adds still a buy. I guess so. I mean, it's one of those ones where I'm, I missed the boat. Obviously, you didn't. Mm. So you, I kind of think, am I making bad, de- you know, worse decisions <coughs> after my initial bad decision by not bringing him in? I think it's one of those mm. boats like a dream world that used to go around in circles. <laughs> I think we're just about to get back on because you saw that big score uh, yeah. against the Cowboys. Yeah. Yes, we've missed some price rises, but I don't think they're all gone. So 124 on his rolling average. Yeah. He's got to sell a good fullback to get in that. So, so it's okay, hard so in the I've position. Got, I've got Teddy and Reese. So, like, which one do you sell? Like, Teddy's a, a low price. I'm not making a lot of money yeah, by going Teddy to I get it. And Reese, <laughs> feel like I need some joy from Reese at some yeah. point for bringing him in. I, I just don't know if, if you've got Latrell and you're looking to sell, then he's probably sure the good option. But Lock would you sell? Would you sell Teddy or as well? Uh, no, in your case, I bought Teddy or Reese. Like, uh, probably not. No. no. I would, I would and I bit the bullet on Reese a few weeks ago, but now that obviously getting provided he gets through Origin okay and backs up, I'm with you. I, I mean, it sounds silly saying chasing the high ceiling fullback because I think that's probably the higher score, the 124, than what either of those two have done this year. Mm. But yeah, I'd be a rel- especially this week where we are sh- short on numbers. Let's say that both of them do back up. Yeah, if one of them didn't back up for people in your position, there'd be a few out there. Yeah. Or they might have Walsh and another fullback who's unavailable, like Tom Trebojevic or someone. Would you would you then sell him down to Buller? Probably, yeah. I reckon if one of them doesn't back <coughs> up, then then I'll start looking and going, okay, well, I'd have to look and see if... In, because I've got 20 players, I might have the luxury of saving a trade this week, which would be helpful later on. But then I think if you've got a fullback out like Latrell or one of those guys missing out, then suddenly they're missing... Yeah. A and few three weeks out of the next five, that's a lot. And like I fully get it. In your case, James Tedesco, he could score two hundred this week with his matchup. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, I hope James is a late withdrawal. I hope he has a blinder on Wednesday night and he <laughs> sits out. He sits out. <laughs> yeah, uh, boys, Britain Nicola, seven hundred and nine K, break even seventy nine. As I said, Sharkies, I believe, play around sixteen and nineteen. Ryan, it's a lot of money for him, only two RF, but He's putting up good numbers. His base has increased significantly this season. I'm a I'm massive on yep. Um I actually went to him before that round nine game against the Cowboys. So this is going back, you know, nearly yeah, well over played. a month now. Uh, he was injured that day. So this is where I thought, you know, I spoke at the top about how, you know, trusting your gut. I trusted my gut then and I thought, you know, panic stations, he was gone. Um I'm massive on him. I'm massive on the Sharks this week and in the next couple of weeks. I know they don't play uh, all of the buys, or at least they're going to miss, I think, one, or at least certainly... Mm. Playing 16 and night. They have the buy in round 17. 17, Which sorry. is like, sweet, you can call yeah. that. Yeah. Um, 
Did you own him already? I do, yeah. And I, I did go early. Um, and I've, I haven't been disappointed by him either. Just 10% owned. So it was a little bit of a pod play. He plays 13 of the next 14 weeks, I think. Or is, am I reading that right? I think he does. Um, yeah, to, yeah. To so the Sharks that. have... Yeah. Yeah, they've had so two goals one already. Buy. One yeah, buy in the next yeah. 14 weeks, which oh, is massive. Big ask for them. Playing through the last, what is it, nine, ten rounds without a buy. I guess someone, someone has to do it, don't they? 71 <laughs> points yeah. per game, five-round average without a try. Yeah. So that tells me, even if Nico doesn't back up, we've seen that combination with Trindle at the start of the year. So, look, you're paying a premium, but you're getting a premium player. So I'd be all in on Nakora. Mm. If you're thinking about it, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm probably in the boat of... Not knocking the buyer by any means, but uh, mm. probably similar to you mentioned with your CT Darbin, who like who would you trade Kraz in for? I'm really happy with how my two RF is sitting right now, and mm. I don't think there's. I shouldn't say that because my, my trade might involve two RF later on, but it is. I'm struggling to find who to get in for the player I'll bring up a little later on, but I'm just concerned. I'm like you, Ryan. I'm high on the Sharkies this year. I think the combinations are only getting better. They just look so slick in attack. The last few years, average of 62, 55, 57, 60. This year is averaging 74. Four tries this year. Plenty of attacking stats in terms of try assists, some line breaks. Do you see him maintaining it? Does he have to maintain the attacking stats or do you think he's solid regardless? I think he's pretty solid. I think he's a great hold. Like in Ryan's situation, you're laughing. Like having him, you'd love to own like, him yeah, for love, sure. Love to yeah, own yeah. Him. I think. I think if you don't own him, yeah, unless you're willing to sell a David for feeder to him, <coughs> then I think, I think he's a tough guy to get into. So I, I think he's priced awkwardly because all the other very awkward, all the other two RFs are probably more like that high five hundreds range. Like games against gonna, the Broncos and Storm. Yeah, like you're not going to sell Jacob Preston for him, but mm. a lot of teams have Preston. He's playing sixteen and nineteen, so. Hosking, you, goodbye coverage, and I think right. Hosking gets his big minutes through Origin. So I'm keeping Hosking, I'm keeping um, Preston. Then I've got uh, Jackson Ford. Would I prefer to have Nakora over Jackson Ford? Sure, but am, am I going to burn the trade this week for a couple of hundred grand? I, I just can't afford it to do that. So I, I think he's a tough guy to squeeze in this week, but if you hold him, you're laughing. I could even see myself buying him. I know he plays. The second major buy round, but do do yourself a favour. Go and count your numbers for the second major buy round. I think most people will be pleasantly surprised that they're pretty well set up. Yeah. Be more concerned about the third major buy round. So I can see myself potentially even buying him for maybe for round 16, but even round 18 if he's still killing it when the draw does get a little bit softer for the Sharkies, a lot softer after that. So, yeah, no knock on anyone buying, but f- not for me at the moment. Number five, Dylan Edwards, 805K, break even 112 Boys will probably play a big hand through this origin period with half his squad unavailable due to the Blues. In saying that, Penrith only, th- I think, of the three major bones, played around 16. He's killing it this year. He's been under the radar. Good luck to if you got on him, but adds 805k is a big price to pay. Yeah, it's, too, it's way too big a price for me. <clears throat> I, think, I think when he, does, he doesn't play one of the bye weeks, I mean, he's a fab, fabulous player, but I think 805 grand, you're paying... Absolute premium dollars for a guy not playing round 19. Mm. Pretty well set up for 16, anyway, as I said, most yeah, of and this. And then you've got Jareen Buller there as another option who's, what, 350 grand cheaper. Who's about to make a ton of cash. make money. It's, yeah, I, I, hard to understand that one for me. Ryan? No, not for me this week. I think you look at his scores, he's the consistent type, but at that price you probably want that upside um, and it's, you know, it's hard to knock a guy who scored 122 and 163 this year, but... Mm. Um, yeah, 
I just think he's got that. He's also got that fifty in him, so I'd yeah. be wary of that. He has to, like, he's averaging seventy-seven, but he has to score that and then some to warrant anything close to the price tag. Mm. So, as I said, maybe it's with the one thirty-six break even. Maybe just wait until round sixteen against the Cowboys. But like, who knows? Ivan Cleary could mass rest his Oregon plays this week. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm. was going to be missing. Well, like Ben Hunt's the only one backing up. So, uh, boys, Nick Meany at 692k, seventh most traded in, break even 98. The Storm, much a similar buy schedule to the Panthers in that he'll be available around 16, obviously talking overall, but not for 19. A few down weeks, ads, but he's been good this year. And I don't think um, Ryan Pappenhausen's due back anytime soon. Dual CT dub, fullback is the big thing, obviously, with him. Yeah, no, he's been very good. I've got him in my draft side, so he's been great there. He's got a good draw the next few weeks, so that's all a plus, but then he doesn't play one of the buy rounds again, so I, do I want to spend 700 grand on him? No, but yeah, if you had him, hold, but mm. I wouldn't. I'm surprised he's up there in the top bring, players being brought in. But. Thought he'd be around about, but I didn't think he'd be this high, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, to be honest, like I'm much the same as you. I've got him in my draft team and I've been happy to hold him there, but I, I wouldn't even look at him in a classic sense, or I haven't at least anyway. It's probably dependent on what you've already got at your CT dub, like many people still holding mm. Joey Manu there, Garrick, Marju, uh, Asako potentially. So there's a lot of dollars tied up there. Um, Meany maybe just the odd one out of that lot. Yeah, I mean, that means what, a couple of tonnes this year. Very solid, but... Yeah, I'll be, be looking elsewhere there. Uh, oh. <laughs> the ninth most trade in this play is Valence Tafade. Why? Like, break even neg 35. He played four minutes off the bench last week. So, for anyone who's not as nerdish about Supercoach as we are, because he has the four points in his score from last week, whatever it was, it might not even mean four, as soon as he's 90 from his first game, drops out of his three-game rolling average, which is what the break even is calculated on, that... Uh, Break him, he's going to soar. So, provided he stays on the bench, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like the, there's data errors in the um, Supercoach website here. If only I, we I, had someone providing yeah. ownership stats for the Playbook website. Yeah, I, look, I don't understand it. I've got him on my side. He's, he's a looping disaster for me now mm. this week, so I just don't understand that. What, How does he you get into the game? In like, in any other circumstance, if they're not up by... What was it, 14 with mm. five minutes to go? How do you get him on? Because yeah. you're probably not taking off an outside back. He doesn't have the motor to come on. You wouldn't think and play 30 minutes in the middle. It's weird. I mean, they it's a tricky put him one. on earlier in that game. Like, that game was yeah. against the Dragons. Game under control. They absolutely could have. And they still left him till, what, three or four minutes to go? Four minutes. Yeah. So that says to me that, yeah, he was a, an afterthought to get on. He's not the, the plan wasn't to get him on at any point. So... I, I wouldn't go anywhere near him. For what it's worth, he went back to Q Cup on the weekend after that Dragons game, scored a try. So, yeah. you know, he's still in, in good attacking form, albeit at a lower level. But, yeah, number 17, it's tricky to justify bringing him yeah. in this week. Shout out number 10 to the SC Spy. Dallin Wateni's a Lesniak. He, he actually sent me a message during the week and he said, mate, thoughts on DWZ? And I'm like... Really? Dallin, good footballer, never been supercoach relevant. Last four years, supercoach averages 42, 53, 40, 36. I'm just like, it doesn't interest me at all. I saw a stat come out on Twitter during the week, can't remember who, who sent it out there, but he hadn't 
turned up since 2016 or 2015 or something in Supercoach, right. comes out and gets 128. Now, I don't believe the spy brought him in, but he wanted him. He really wanted him. People flocking to him this week, ads, could you make a case for him? Warriors don't play 16, they'll play 19, break even 15. No, I can't. But going back to the spy, I think if you put enough names out there, eventually you're going to get one right. Something's got to stick. Like, I think we've got to judge him on who he actually brought in and <laughs> he didn't actually bring DWZ in. And don't get the crap the next podcast of, yeah. of oh, just... Just should have bat my gut. Yeah. Should so have gone with the crowd. So he didn't bring him in. That's what I'm judging him on. So he actually, uh, he just threw out a name like we could throw out lots of names. So, no, all jokes aside, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't have him. I'm, okay, there's a little bit of cash to be made there, but no. <sighs> Ryan, I'll go to you, mate, for number 13. Jacob Little, everyone having problems with hooker, particularly anyone who, like, who might have... Might be looking to trade Harry Grant or he's still holding someone like Sonny Luke at lock. And let's tie two players into this. Yep. Number 13, Jacob Little, 370k, was outstanding on the weekend against the Dolphins. Running game was brilliant. Negative 26 break even at 370k. So could you make a case to buy Jacob Little at hooker? And let's also tie into that. Sonny Luke, I don't know if you're an owner. I sold last week, but what do you, what's your take there? Yeah, it's probably one of those ones for the Sonny Luke olders who are still uh, mm. persisting that way. Um, it's close enough, I would think. I don't know. What's Sonny Luke's price at the moment? Oh, about 199 grand. Yeah, he's, he's losing money. I don't even yeah. know that's not possible. I know what you're getting out there. <laughs> Facetious. Um, look, he, he played good the other day. I think he scored a try, little, that is, uh, against the Dolphins. He's got that attacking upside. Um, it's just his role in that team. Like, I think the new coach, Ryan Carr, sort mm. of give him some sort of assurances, but you just don't know. And for me, you probably want some certainty there at Hooker's. Yeah, uh, I tend to agree, mate. If you go and look to him, maybe, but there's also the poor bugger, horrible injury history behind him. Uh, guys, the most traded outs this week, we've spoken about most of them, so I'll keep this short, but people I didn't name, Isaiah Cattell's the most traded out. Obviously, I mean, he's not on the buy, to be fair, but I can understand why people would be cutting ties with Isaiah Katoa. Jared Croker's number two. Lockie Miller's number three. Spoke about Latrell, Gutho Turbo, all these sorts of blokes. Uh, the only one I'll probably touch on is number 10, Valentine Holmes, 624K, break even, 53. Ads, if he gets through Origin, okay. I'm pretty confident he backs up because the Cowboys absolutely need him to. Yeah. He won't play next week because the Cows are on the bye, and then he'll miss round 16 to Origin. But you hold this week, don't you? If you if you held him through uh, last week. Exactly. That's, I mean, <coughs> I sold him last week, but that was the week to sell him. So I'm not sure why you would sell this week. But, yeah. And, and surely he backs up. Like he, From memory, he's backed up historically. I feel like he always does anyway. Yeah. And uh, so I think if, if you've held him, you continue holding him. But, yeah. Provided he gets through Origin, okay, I'd, I'd be very confident that he backs up because mm. Cowboys need to win games. And he scored pretty well last week considering they got – Held up Yeah he always week. Like he's, well. he's a good player yeah. Boys let's go to Our I want a pod play From each of you A You can be sub Whatever you want But sub maybe 10% ownership 5% ownership This week Point of difference A little curly one You've thrown in Ads uh, Who have you come up with I came up with John Bateman So I think Just looking for players Who are going to play Around 16 and 19 Which I know You've done as well and he's, we know he's a super coach gun. The Tigers are starting to look pretty good in attack. I just thought, you know, he's, a, he's just a known commodity in super coach. I think he's got that attacking upside. I think he's a good option. But in saying that, I like your option 
Two. I'll jump in uh, before you, Ryan, because I threw it out to the SC Playbook WhatsApp chat this afternoon. Uh, and I said I found one at very minuscule ownership. There were a few night little stats out there and had people guessing and guessing and guessing. And the one that piped up, I don't know if it was a response to me, but with his trade design this week was Desi Creek and Desi's caught onto it as well. Isaiah Papali'i. Plays around 16 and 19 for the Tigers. Currently owned by 1.1% of the top 10% of super coaches. Priced at just 561 grand. He's basing 47 this season. So not what he was at the Eels in, in recent years, but still pretty solid. He has only one try and no try assist to his name this season. Couldn't believe to see him as the 39th most traded in player this week. Now, Ads, you mentioned similar, obviously being the opposite edge at the Tigers to John Bateman. They're both playing 80 minutes. Their stats are nearly identical in terms of Beto's had a few more attacking stats, but nothing major. But they're both basing great. They're both at a similar price and similar ownership. So I'm really keen on IPAP. Uh, Ryan, before you drop yours, mate, if you were going IPAP or John Bateman, because there's not a lot between them, who would it be? Jesus, it's like um, splitting hairs, that. Mm. I'd, probably, I'd probably go Bateman. I just think that Tigers team, he is that point of difference, right? Like... No pun intended there, but like he is a <laughs> he is a player that can create something out of nothing. I think probably a maybe a little bit more dependent on the halves, mm-hmm. um, whereas Bateman can sort of do his own thing a little bit like Hudson Young uh, on an edge there for Canberra. Like he's got that little kick in behind the line. Um, again, like this is just again probably flip of a coin job. But hey, Brooksy on the left is the form half of the NRL, mate. I say, I perhaps ready just walk over a few tries. Well, I, for your sake, I hope so. Does that thirty nine? In a game where they scored 66, not stand out for It's you. actually, it does, but uh, for good reason. So, A, look, sometimes the attacking stats just don't come your way for yeah. whatever reason. Got an early shower in that one, so played eight minutes less, which is nothing dramatic. I look at his base and go, hadn't based under 40 this season. Games there are 55, 56, 59. Yeah. In that game, with such little ball in play, he based 31. So I actually think his base is close to 50 per game. So I'm like... Is this the week? So he's going to break even a nine. <laughs> he's playing against the Raiders. Like, do you have to bring him in this week? No, you don't. You don't have to be in this week, but I just love his price, I think. And we know what he can do, right? Like Last two seasons. Him, yeah. He uh, not the same, has he? He just hasn't been. He running. hasn't, no. He doesn't like, have like, the jewel, though. That's probably the knock on the last yeah. couple of seasons. Yeah. But even the last two seasons, like he just every time he got it, he seemed to be bunt, bumping off tackles and offloading and scoring tries. <laughs> yeah. And this year he hasn't really looked threatening. But, but at that level of ownership, it's, you're getting a good upside if he does. Yeah, start and up. I just... I find it to be an extremely safe investment. At 560K, I can't yeah. see him going much cheaper than that. It's like, all right, maybe, he, like the last two years, he's averaged 79 and 78. He might not hit that. There's, probably doesn't hit that again in terms of consistency for the rest of the season. But worst case scenario, I think he averages around this 55. It's like great bike coverage mm. sweep. Mm-hmm. There's a 60 average there, like in him, like a mid-60s, right? Like there, Yeah, you know, with upside if he starts finding the line. Of course, yeah. It's not too far away if, yeah. if a, you know, one or two tries come. Yeah. Who have so you found, mate? Probably not as pottish as yourself. What would you have there? 1.1%, mm. you said. So I'm going a little bit more, and I alluded to it earlier with uh, Britain Nicara, but uh, I'm still thinking the Sharks flavour. Uh, Ronnie Molotalo. Um, Ooh, love it. 8.8% owned. Ditto what I said before about the Sharks. So 13 of the next 14 weeks they play. I think Molotalo impressed me most last week with the amount of carries he had out of his mm. end it looked like he was playing with a real purpose so for me i love that i love that intent and you know he's on the end of that 
dazzling Sharks backline, right? So, yes, they may be without Nico this week and in weeks to come, but I think Ronnie's someone that you can have there, CT dub, that's a good um, – he has that upside of close to an 80 or 90 on a good week with a try. He's bombed a few tries as well, so that average yeah. could be higher, right? I saw, like – there's this assumption with Ronaldo Mulitalo being a prolific try scorer and a good attacking team that he has this huge ceiling. And I saw, you know, six weeks ago or something when everyone was talking about him as a potential buy, someone called out. I was like, well, no, if you look at his scores in recent years, he doesn't have the upsides. In terms of 100-plus games, he has bugger all in recent years. Despite the data, I still feel like there's a game where he can stroll over three or four tries for the Sharkies and go like a 150-plus. Yeah. I know we haven't seen it. But I just think it's in there. People will say as well, like he's dependent on a try, but so is Alex Johnston, right? So <coughs> a lot of people will go to Johnston this week. We haven't mentioned him tonight, but a good game against the Titans. Cody down that left side is just untouchable at the moment. So, look, again, maybe I'm thinking a little bit too far ahead. I think Ronaldo is probably someone that you want to be finishing with. You look mm. at those last four or five weeks. Um, I'll just bring it up here while I talk. Mm. Sharks, a great end to the year. So... Uh, they have, in the last four weeks, the Rabbitohs away, then Titans at home, Cowboys and Knights. So, look, teams that we have seen to this point leak points. So, I'm sort of fit, got one eye on, am I going to keep this guy rest of the year? Nikora and Mulitalo for me. I think yeah. they're two you'd be happy to finish with. I rate it. I want Mulitalo bad as well. Probably thinking more close to round 16, but I think yeah. it's a great play. Guys, better SC play, but multi of the week. State of origin special. Any two. Of Tom Trebojevic, Josh Adokar and Cameron Munster to score tries at $4.50. Cut me deep throwing a Queenslander in there, but I had to balance it out a little bit. So $4.50 for any two of those guys. To follow along, you can find the link to better to that market in NFL articles at scplaybook.com.au or in our YouTube description by going through those channels. It'll let better know that we sent you. So much appreciated if you are, if you are linking up. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Boys, round 14 trades and skippers, ads. What are you thinking? To be honest, I'm just going to wait until the origin carnage Fair. plays out. I think it's yep. a bit like selecting an origin side. Like you, you, you can spend a long time thinking about it or you can just wait until you know who's available to select. So I'm in that category. But I'm seriously considering no trades. And if I do make a trade, it'll be some way of bringing in Karaz, but I reckon I can wait a week yep. and see if he's come back a bit more uh, injury-free. Sweet. Uh, Ryan? I'm not sold entirely on who I'm bringing in, but I probably know who the ones to go. So Lockie Miller, for me, I brought him in a, a, you know, a couple of weeks ago. just hasn't worked out the way I wanted to. So just going to um, maybe put him up on, on the cell block. Um, Phoenix Crossland, another one. He's done a job, but maybe it's time to shift Manu up to six and, mm. and go that way. Uh, and Hammer as well. I think the news that he's not going to back up this week probably makes him close to a sell if you're still holding him. So those three there for me, um, who I'm going to uh, settle on though, that's the big question. Uh, probably Buller. I know he's a name that I haven't gone to yet, but like I say, I think there's still money to be made there and um, I need to start finding some, some cash cows again because it's probably one thing I haven't been too mindful of in recent yeah, weeks. Yeah, okay. Fair enough, mate. Like that. I am looking at... Jared Croker to Jacob Kiraz, uh, a bit like yourselves. It, it'll all be sort of numbers depending this week on who does and doesn't back up from Origin. So I reckon Croker to Kiraz, I can pretty well lock in. If I find myself needing another player for to field a 17 this week, Isaiah Papali is probably going to be the one. 
in which case it would probably be as the result of an origin player not backing up who maybe I looks to sell. Like it could be via Jules and getting rid of someone like James Tedesco if he doesn't back up or yeah. at a pinch maybe David Fafita at his huge price tag or Harry Grant. So we'll work that out. But IPAPI's on my radar, if not this week, uh, next week probably latest. Skippers for me, I'm thinking we're going to – we should get a pretty good crack at a free VC loophole ad. You're pretty well set up, so maybe not as much, but I'm thinking Cody Walker, vice captain, in a game where Kieran Foran's out as well. I didn't I don't know if I touched on that before, but such a big out for the Titans, especially mm. defensively. So Cody VC, and I'd probably take maybe 80 to probably 90 from him. And then captain, if Cleary plays on Sunday against the Dragons, it'll be him. Pending backups, but if he wasn't too, I'd probably go to Joey Manu playing 5-8 against the Dogs. Ads, what are you looking at? Pretty similar, I think. I've, I think if Cleary <laughs> plays, he's a master captain. Like, how do you not captain him mm. against um, the Dragons? He could score anything. But v- I'll VC uh, probably Cody, and then just in case Cleary's out, then I can captain, dare I say, Teddy or Manu. Not that I want to <laughs> captain against the Bulldogs. I hate that. But, yeah. but just from a super coach point of view, when you look at the games and the timings... Yeah, so I, I, but I'll be planning the captain clear because I don't really have the loop in play so much. So. Yeah, it's a bit different for you, yeah. for sure. Ryan? I'm much the same with Valence Tafato there. Like, I'm probably not going to lose. Makes it tough. Just looking at the fixtures, though, if I was going to have a, a VC throw at the stumps, it's probably Manu and Captain Cleary. But it's the question, like I said, right? Cleary's so late in the week. You, you're running the so gauntlet there tough. by not having a rock-solid captain. I, I guess a lot of people could always – it's not ideal, but you could always plug it on someone like Hosking if he was out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, sorry, mate, cut you off. No, I was just saying as well, like, I think Sharks win well this week. Yep. I think Broncos have had a mountain of travel the last couple of weeks. Um, I think they've been down to Melbourne, then uh, back up to Sydney, then Napier last week. So mm. I think this could be a real flat week for the Broncos. Quick back up after Origin. I don't think their forwards back up. Um, so if Nico plays, suddenly then he's the tempting yeah. vice-captain option as well. So – if you're doing that, though, you're ruling yourself out of Nathan Cleary. So plenty of decisions to be made this week. Especially if you do know that come game time, if Payne Hassan Pat Carey got rested. Yeah. I mean, I know that Broncos side got up for the game last week, but as you said, they've covered some Ks. If Nico plays <clears throat> and he like, gets through Origin unscathed, I'd probably go that way with Nico vice-captain and then, like you say, easy loop despite having mm. Tafade there on the bench. Yeah. Boys, a few questions to wrap it up. The podcast for NRS Supercats Round 14. Uh, and here's a quirk, curly question from Mr. Curly. Thoughts on players scoring points during origin games to go towards your round 13 score? So your major buy round score adds. Uh, it's a bit too – there's a yeah. lot to unravel in that, that yeah. question. I'd, I'd, I'd be worried that it might mean players can end up in an advantage. They'll end up playing more games if they um, – yeah, that's when their buy rounds were sending up with they less could buy get rounds extra over the games. course of the season. Yeah. So I think that's the issue. So you can't have players who suddenly play more weeks. Oh, look, oh, we have players who play change. less weeks, though. We do so have players the, who play less yeah, weeks. So yeah, right. yeah. I think... And it also probably alleviates a little bit because there is the risk of people not backing up, getting rests across the origin period. Maybe that's getting the extra games up. What do you reckon? I think it's awesome. Like, it had an extra element to origin, <clears> but you sit to think about it, and I say no... Just because I think the fact that players play Origin means that we are thinking of selling Cleary, Nico, mm. right? So these these moves, yeah. the trades, like it all, it's all part of the strategy. So on paper, it doesn't seem a bad idea, but no, not for me. Yeah. 
Love the concept, love the thought. Uh, and another one that ties in is just that price changes. What if you have an 80-minute yeah. player that's killing it for you in Supercoach and then he plays a 20-minute role off the bench in Origin? Like, you'd nearly have to make the price changes. Like, it shouldn't impact your break even for the when they play Origin because their roles change. Well, Nico Hines might get 10 minutes. Correct. Five minutes. Correct. So, nearly have to be like, all right, his points will count, but it's not going to impact his price or break even. So, it's a great concept, but... How mad would it be if, uh, if News Corp brought in Supercoach Origin? It'd be fun. <laughs> awesome. awesome. It'd be so much fun. Wasn't, wasn't it around a few years ago? Or was it I feel like it piss? was. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was. Question from Gareth Kidd. Did I make a grave mistake getting on the beers Saturday and drunk trading in Katoni Stags? Ads. I can't answer the first bit because you might have had a good day. So, <laughs> so the beer Saturday might be fine, but the trading in stags, yeah, that's a, you regret that one in the morning, I reckon. Ryan, I think, it's just uh, not a thing for him. The fact him that he's asking the question, I think, says yeah, it all, right? Yeah. yeah. If there was no regrets, you wouldn't ask. I love the chat. Oh, Katoni, <laughs> he just... I, I had a good chat out with the Guru on a beers and break even, so I was like, I can see why people do it. He's under 400K, but he's oh, just... Oh, cheap, but there's a reason. There's a reason he's cheap. <laughs> Yeah. It's not like it's injury. It's, no. it's actually just performing at that level yeah. in terms of supercoach points. So. Question from Riley Milton. Is Keon Kaloa Matangi a genuine pod to RF for the run home ads? I guess so. I mean, he's a pod. So. <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly a pod, whether or not he's genuine. <laughs> is, is, it, is he an option? I mean, is he a genuinely good buy? Yeah, I guess so. I haven't looked at their draw. What you, they're going to play one of the Great two Great two rounds. weeks coming up. So Titans and Dragons, they play round 19. Yeah, I think I can understand. I mean, I, I, like I say, I'd... I have to look at the buy rounds to answer properly. I haven't looked at it for him, but he's uh, he's a good player. Don't think he's going to get picked in Origin. Yeah, he uh, look. I'm not that hot on him. He is averaging 67 this year, 67 last year, 60 the year before. He's one that look. His base has been certainly better this year. He started this year with a bang base. Was so averaging like yeah. 50 to 60 at times, but. I do think Kalama Tungi's base is more around the 40 to 45 mark, which isn't bad. He's got some attacking upside, but I've just never been that convinced on him as a supercoach player. That being said, he's young, he's getting better. The other risk is he's a genuine chance to play in origin. If he strings games together, he might not play around 19. So if you're looking at it as buy coverage, uh, I'd probably be that keen on that one. Question from Nick Matthew. Ryan, is Joseph Swilly a... Ch- a cheapy option at 371k. Was he named on the wing this week? Or was he in centre? Oh, let me double check. I, I, I don't know, but if he I was on the wing... He's in the centres. Yeah, no, okay. so not for me. Corey I, Allen and uh, some... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I love someone. him on the wing, but that's because he has that leaping... He's a target yeah. man. He gets the base carry out of his end, so maybe a shift back to the wing not too far away. I think that's the point you, you look towards Suwali'i. <sighs> My pro- daughter, who you know is a rugby league expert, she's been very critical of... Uh, Joseph's play, she reckons, yeah, very poorly performing. So, is she a rugby union expert as well? No, she's she's definitely not. She's a rugby league girl, but yeah, you've, you've taught her well. Yeah, absolutely. No, so like, I think you have to say no. I think again, he's, he's priced at that because that's how he's performing. It's yeah. not like there's an injury that he's coming off. I think, like to your point, Ryan, if he was on the wing, maybe. Yeah, but the, I think the difference between him and Katoni would be that Katoni isn't scoring well, and the Broncos are killing it. I know there's not a massive difference ladder position, but the Roosters have been terrible and he's scoring poorly. I'm like, surely the Roosters get better. His goal kicking, though, has propped up those scores to no end. You look at that game on Anzac Day against the Dragons. Yeah. He scored a 38, 20 of those were in goals. So that's alarm bells. Break it. You know it. If he moves back to the wing, 
boom, yep. get him in. But at centre, he just eh. not yet. Uh, this is a good one for you from Brendan Wilkinson. Oluapu, a viable trade in to pair with Dylan Brown. So he's got that starting role. He plays 16 and 19 for the Doggies. One that I believe you – do you have him? No. You don't have him. 225K, break even 20. Again, not one you probably have to go in this week, but at the price, starting player, starting 5'8", maybe not this week, but is he one that you'd eye come round 16? Not yet for me. Like I, I think he's got a lot of potential. I think he – I thought his last game he defended really well mm. and I think he started seeing – he started getting a bit more of a role kicking the football. But I, I think until we see him running the ball more and getting more attacking stats, I think he'd be a risk to have in your side from both a um, AE perspective and equally if, you know, when Dylan Brown's on the bye and you want to play him, yeah. I think it's a bit of a tight one. So, no, I, I wouldn't – bring him in until he gets more of a role and you see him settle into that. Yeah, he's, a, he's the youngest kid in the comp by a fair way. Like, he's only just turned 18. Which means he could get arrested at any point as well. He could do, yeah. But I, I just think it's also that he's just yeah. he's, you know, stepping into first grade. In a very dominant halves with... I'm uh, sorry, in a partnership in the halves with a very dominant Matt Burton who gets a lot of the ball, so... Uh, I think it's one to reassess if he, looks, if he looks good come round 16 We can consider yeah. Lucky last one from Vitali Polo Jerome Hughes boys It's Jerome Hughes season This origin period It always is He comes into contention as a Kiwi Who doesn't get impacted by it Not the best schedule uh, for it For him with Melbourne Obviously plays round 16 Doesn't play round 19 543k Break even 48 Hasn't been great this year But Ryan I'm I'm semi-interested. I'm not, but that's because I'm probably thinking if it's if you're going to Hughes Moses, maybe like mm. I know it's it's a that's certainly a pod play, but we just haven't I just haven't seen it from Hughes this year. Like, where's that hundred gone? He, we used to have a hundred in him, and we just haven't seen it this year. Score of ninety back in round two with a try. He's got a couple of tries, but I'd love to see it. I love Jerome Hughes when he runs the ball. I just yeah, I, I'm yet to see it this year. I agree in that sense. I just I think so highly of him as a football player. He's got the suitcase attributes, being a ball runner, bus tackle, scores tries. Only two tries this season, which came back in round two and three. Yeah. So he started the year with a three-round – well, he scored 43-90 and 68, so a solid start. Back-to-back scores of 63 and 77. Add, it's probably more on backing him as the, the gun. He started at 720K. Mm. What do you reckon? I can see where you're both coming from. I can, uh, 540k, I think he's cheap. Mm. My question to you would be, what is your strategy in bringing him in, if you did? Because ultimately, you're going to want to finish with Hines and Cleary at, mm. at halfback. So is it about a six-week stint to try and build up some cash to make it cheap? Well, it is, yeah. It is, Hines. because you, like, you need Cleary and Hines to throw him home. Yeah, and then if, you, if that's what the strategy is, you're just really saying, okay, it's just about the next, well, five weeks in his case... Is he going to make enough cash to get you that path to Hines? Because it's two trades yeah. to get him out and in, or are you better off sticking with what you got Phoenix Crossland? Yeah. Half? Is he going to make the same cash? He plays 16. Well, I, I'm... Upgrade that way. I've gone probably a bit heavier than I normally do this time of year on cash gen, and Dream Buller was probably the last one, and Billy Smith and a few others. So I'm happy with where I'm at if I do cut Phoenix Crossland early, especially if I need a number this week. Mm. And he's much like Isaiah Papali'i. Proven gun, yep. underperforming this year, but also scratching the surface in terms of like scoring tries, line breaks, that sort of thing. 
And if you bring him in, I don't see you getting hurt by him. Plays the Cowboys. They've got a bunch <coughs> of players backing up. Like, he could – mate, it could be a master move. And he's got West Tigers in a couple of weeks, Manly. So, I, I get it. I just uh, – mm. for me, with the way that my side is, it's – I haven't even looked at him because it's not an option with my team balance. But yeah, I can understand it. Let's wrap that up for NRL Supercoach Round 14 for the SC Playbook Podcast. Ads, thank you very much, mate. No problems, mate. Good Ryan, luck. thank you for the uh, very special guest appearance Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here, mate. Where can uh, people find the podcast? Yeah, uh, right across your podcast feeds or on your socials at Supercoach365. That's where you get us. Um, yeah, looking forward to getting back. We might do an episode on Thursday recapping Origin and looking ahead to round 14 ourselves. So a uh, bit of bonus content this week for our listeners. Beautiful, mate. Go and check the boys out there. Great listen. Thanks for tuning in this week and good luck in round 14. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.